This is Real Presence Live, where the devil is dumb, Christ is king, and the Catholic faith is taking the place of secular living as the lifestyle of choice. All right, welcome back, everybody. It's great to have you back in Real Presence Live. Um, We have the opportunity now to talk to somebody who's newly ordained. And I'm saying within the last, I would say, the last several weeks, we're going to have an opportunity to talk to Father Brandon Wolf about his ordination and how things have been going and progressing for him. So I'm going to say good morning, Father Wolf. Are you there? I am. Thank you for having me on. Oh, it's our pleasure, believe you. Me, it's wonderful to have you on. You're the second priest that we've had on this morning. Mm-hmm. One who's getting towards... Um, the backside of his priesthood, and now you, who's just out of the gates getting started. So, praise God. Mm-hmm. Um, Absolutely. Give, give our listeners an idea where you're at right now, Father. Where are you located? Where are you, where are you ministering at, your first, your first opportunity? Sure. So, I've been appointed to be parochial vicar at uh, Spirit of Life in Mandan, North Dakota, and um, I'll also be teaching a little bit at the high school here at St. Mary's, as well as helping out with masses and hearing confessions at the middle school here uh, as well, and so, uh, and in everything in between. <laughs> yeah, your, your hands sound full. Um, let's back up a little bit. Let's back up. I mm-hmm. always think, you know, I have an opportunity to be around um, seminarians and um, even folks that are looking at vocations. Tell us that moment, Father Wolf. Tell us that moment when you first started, began to hear this call to the priesthood. Sure. Uh, well, mine, uh, my experience was a little bit different, maybe, than some others. Uh, I had been born and raised in a uh, devout Catholic family. And after, you know, towards the end of high school, after high school, I kind of fell away from faith a bit. And uh, I had reached a point when I was around 26, I would say. Um, where, you know, I hadn't been faithful uh, for quite a while, and I realized in my life uh, that I was really missing something. And I took some time uh, to kind of just stop and ask uh, our Lord. Uh, you know, I said, hey, God, if you're really up there, all I really want uh, is to be happy. And he made it known uh, in that moment that I'd only be happy uh, if I was his priest. And so... Uh, at first, I would say that <laughs> probably upset me a little bit. I wasn't really <laughs> ready for that. Yeah. And uh, but um, having gone through the process and talking to uh, the vocation director at that time, then um, Monsignor Tom Richter, and uh, speaking with some other seminarians, I saw that that was absolutely true. Um, that that would be the way uh, that I would come to know uh, true happiness uh, in this life, and then uh, having gone through seminary and, you know, just these first few weeks of the priesthood, um, yeah, it's, it's just this fountain of, of life that kind of overflows <laughs> from all of it, and so really thankful uh, to God for that, that He was able to get through my hard head at that time, and um, so it's been, it's been a real graced period. There's a graced period right now, certainly you're in the honeymoon phase of, of your <clears throat> priesthood, but tell us, a, a, share something, and I think if for the other young men and for the women who are considering a call to the, the, um, you know, the religious life, it's not all roses, though, in this seeking out uh, becoming a priest. Right, Father? 
That's yeah. That, no, that's true. Um, there's a bit of growth, I would say, and I think that's a huge part of uh, seminary formation is trying to, um, you know, kind of lay yourself bare, kind of open your heart and see really where are those places um, where God has some work to do, and uh, we have some work to do, and to be, uh, you know, open and honest about that, and that can be uncomfortable sometimes to admit, you know, that we're not we're not perfect and that we need uh, to really uh, grow in our relationship with God and growth and virtue, and um, just some of the separation from the worldly, you know, pleasures that uh, we had found joy in before, and even with the good things, um, being away from family and friends for periods of time, and um, realizing uh, just how much uh, really rely on uh, our Lord uh, for all things, and uh, He ultimately kind of um, you know, through his grace, uh, able to um, kind of just keep him at the center. And so that can be difficult, that growing experience, as it is with in any situation where there's going to be a stretching of the person, a stretching of the heart, and uh, but ultimately that leads to more room uh, for the things that matter and for him and uh, his grace. I want to ask a question that would maybe represent a broader audience than just ordained clergy. But I'm going to ask you from your, from your perspective, Father, what part did spiritual direction play in that formation? And I'm, I'm going to be quick to let our audience know that spiritual direction is just not for the ordained. It's not for those that are going to seminary through formation. It's for all of us. And, and with that, then, take it away, Father. What part did that play in your, your growth? Absolutely. I think uh, one of the important aspects of spiritual direction uh, for me um, was the coming to the understanding that God is not always going to work with uh, great big fireworks or huge insights all the time, but it happens a lot just in the normal daily routine, and then just uh, living life and trying to be close to Him, you know, staying true to the sacraments or whatever, and uh, where the spiritual director can really help with anybody is noticing uh, these little uh, parts of our life where God may be working, but that we're not ready, readily um, open to receiving or we can't see because we're so close to the situation. Mm-hmm. And so something that uh, we might not notice could be super uh, apparent to a director or somebody that's simply listening to you tell the story, and it might, and it might be um, very, very um, just kind of the monotonous everyday things that we think are normal but where if there's an outside person there that's listening, uh, they can really kind of find that thread that's weaving its way all through uh, our day-to-day activities, and um, that's where spiritual direction, I think, can really help. Yeah, that's beautiful. If you've just joined us, you're listening to Real Presence Live. This is Steve Smolenskowski along with Deacon Paul Trinan, and we're visiting with Father Brandon Wolf, who is an early ordained priest in the Bismarck Diocese. Uh, Father Wolf, talk to us a little bit about so what has it been, what is it like to have been a priest so far? Some of the, some of the recent joys and even maybe some of the, the struggles. Yeah. Sure. Uh, I would say, so my experience has been a little unique. So we just got back last night from a Rome pilgrimage with about 130 high school students uh, from the North Dakota Catholic schools. And so most of my time has been spent the last uh, few weeks uh, with the students. 
And so that's been a real unique and blessed first experience, I would say, uh, as a priest. And uh, very humbling uh, to see the absolute trust and faith um, that um, the students have in simply um, knowing that you are a priest and calling you father and and all of these uh, those sorts of things. Um, but being able to celebrate the sacraments with them, walk through their um, walk through with them in the in their experiences every day, and particularly in a place like Rome or CC or Siena, and uh, seeing how powerfully God is working in their lives. Um, and uh, it, like I said, it's just a real humbling experience to be able to be that instrument of God and to see uh, the faith with uh, which people uh, put in you as and see you as re- his representative. And so that's been amazing. And then obviously celebrating the sacraments. Um, I was talking to some seminarians uh, the other day, some friends back in Rome, and um, just told them, you know, hey, I was in seminary for seven years, and just for, you know, that first week or first couple weeks of the priesthood, those seven years were completely all worth it, um, no matter what the struggles are, joys or whatever. Uh, it's all been worth it. So um, just to continue on and stay strong and uh, just uh, keep Christ and his mother uh, close, and um, it's all just a beautiful, beautiful yeah. gift. You know, Father Wolf, your your decision here flies in the face of the world. I, you're you're a young man, I assume. Can you tell us the range of your age? Are you between twenty and thirty, I assume. Uh, no, so I was a later vocation. I oh, okay. entered at uh, twenty-eight, and so I'm okay. thirty-four. I'm about ready to turn thirty-five. Okay, but so you're still relatively a young a young. No, man. he's an old man. Uh, an old man at thirty-four. Oh gosh, I'm really old now. The deacon that makes you yeah, well. Anyway, old. we won't talk about that later. Um, <laughs> <laughs> what, I, what I'm trying to get, the, I mean, your choice there kind of flies in the face of the world as saying, you know, this is what we need. Um, and, and you recently would have had to, you know, really pray on and come to the grips with the decision that, you know, as in life, when we choose one thing, we give up something else. Um, but the world would say, you probably now have a sense of loss of what you can't have in a wife or a family. But are you experiencing that? Uh, no. no what, I mean, what, what are you actually think, experiencing? Right. I think that... Um, you know, on the front end, or at least the way it may be perceived uh, sometimes in our culture, is that in giving up uh, some of our uh, the joys of life that we find uh, that we think uh, bring us happiness, um, in a way, when you give those to God, He really transforms those and makes uh, our intentions and what we choose to do with those joys uh, more pure. And so the reality of what they are uh, becomes more apparent. And in that way, um, you know, when we give those things to him, he uh, re- returns them to us, you know, a hundredfold. And so, if anything, um, I think the idea of the not having a family or whatever is just, um, it's just not true. And even, you know, working with, like, all the students these last well, couple weeks or... Um, having all of my brother priests and just all the families uh, in a real way. Um, there's a, a unique aspect to um, the family that is the body of Christ that is very profound and completely fulfilling, and uh, being able to give uh, yourself totally to that is itself uh, a greater uh, joy than uh, I could have uh, imagined before entering seminary So. Well, we've got Father Brandon Wolf online with us. We thank you for joining us. It's been a blessing to hear your story. I'd love to hear more of it. 
Um, unfortunately, we've got somebody in our, our ears telling us it's time to move on. I just okay. want to emphasize how you mentioned humble. It's your first few weeks, your first few months of a humbling experience, a humbling experience. If we can hold on to that as, as clergy and as, as Catholics, we're going to be just fine. So I'm going to mm-hmm. go visit you at Spirit of Life, man, Dan, Father. And I, I'm going to, I can't, my son goes to University of Mary, and I'm going to swing down there and say okay. hi to you someday. Thanks for Wonderful. joining That'd us. That would be great. Yeah, thank, you, right, thank you, Brad. Thank you.